Welcome to the Wedding Obsessed Podcast designed to help you plan your dream day. I'm your host, Adriana, and each week I'm joined by the wedding industry's top professionals, celebs, influencers, and friends who share tips, trends, advice, and mistakes they've made so you don't have to. This is the Prenup Podcast. Our guest today is my favorite pop culture correspondent, Ali Stagnetta. You've seen her interview some of the biggest names in Hollywood, and among being the go-to for pop culture news, she's also the host of her show, Storytellers, where she interviews notable public figures, as well as people who are extremely inspirational. Allie wears many hats, but this year she'll also be wearing a veil as a 2024 bride. Allie was so generous in sharing her bridal journey and her wedding planning journey with us on this episode, as well as revealing a very exciting project that she has coming up specifically for brides. So all of our listeners are going to love it. Definitely stay tuned for that. It's my honor today to welcome Allie Stignetta to the Prenup Podcast. Before we get into the episode, I want to give a little bridal tip of the day. I want to introduce you, if you don't already know, to one of my favorite brands, which is Bella Rosa Clutches. They're evening and bridal bags, and they're absolutely gorgeous. You might have seen one Miss Kelly Clarkson on the red carpet recently wearing one, Um, one Miss Meryl Streep, Lupita Nyong'o, just gorgeous, fabulous women all across awards season repping these fabulous bags. So they're not only great for your wedding day, but they'll last you your whole life. They are Italian-made Again, you can customize them to your liking and you will always have these. You can gift them to mother of the bride or mother of the groom. And it's a really beautiful keepsake, not just in sentimental value with the customization. Lots of high-end brides wear these bags. So if you see, you know, a Vogue feature, a lot of those brides will be wearing a Bella Rosa bag. So I highly encourage you to check it out. I have a link for Bella Rosa for 10% off with the prenup code. And if you just click that link, uh, you're not even going to have to enter the code. It's just going to take you right there to get that 10% off. So it's a nice little perk of being a prenup listener, baby. Check Bella Rosa out if you are looking for a bag for your wedding day. If you want not to be sorry. Okay, let's get back into the episode. You look great. Thank you so much. So do you. I'm so, so, so excited. So am I. You have no idea. I just love you. I love all of your socials. You're where I get all of my pop culture news from. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. Thank you. And I, um, since I started following you, I've been like sending so many of my friends all of your clips. I feel like it's so helpful um, and definitely ties into a little bit about what I'm going to be starting, which I'm excited about, um, and just helping the wedding planning industry, the brides. (laughs) I am so excited to hear about this. I don't know about this yet, so it's going to be a surprise to me too. And I want to get into into really everything from the top. Allie, if anyone doesn't know you, you are pretty much a beloved pop culture personality. You have interviewed so many different people and Today, I want to flip the script a little bit because you're always the one on the interviewing end, but you you have a lot of different roles um, in the industry, but an exciting one that you have coming up is the role of a bride-to-be and a fiance. So I wanted to touch on those things today, um, obviously, as well as all of your other accolades, which I definitely want to get into as we go, but I want to just start a little bit with your bridal journey. So 
Firstly, I want to know about you and your fiance. How did you guys meet? So um, my fiance's name is Rich, and we connected with each other on Hinge, obviously a dating app, um, in 2020. Um, and it was actually, we had briefly met before um, through a mutual friend when he was dating somebody else at a gym that, um, you know, the girl that he was dating went to, and I was there. And so we kind of like briefly chatted then, but didn't really um you know, nothing obviously went past that. Um, but I do remember um, really being like impressed by him and just being like, wow, like that's cool that they had met on a dating app. Like, I hope I meet somebody like that one day, Aww. you know, that was kind of, I remember feeling that way. Um, and then he and I had connected on a dating app like nine or 10 months later. Um, and they, I, I remember being like, oh, well, I kind of know someone who dated him, so I don't really want to respond to this. And it was Thanksgiving 2020, COVID, and it was like just me and my mom home, actually. My dad like was, I don't know, holed up somewhere. My brother was holed up somewhere with COVID. So it was just my mom and I, and I like came downstairs, and I was like, oh, this guy liked me, but I, I can't say yes because like somebody I know had dated him. And my mom, I like I had briefly explained it. I was like, he played um, baseball at Hopkins. And my mom was like, he played football too. And I was like, what? How do you know that? And she was like, you called me after you met him and you were like, this girl I know is dating this really nice guy. Like, why don't guys like that ever like me on dating apps? And she like Stop. remembered it like 10 months later. And I was like, oh, I was like, maybe I have to, to connect with him. And so, you know, talk to that person that had dated him and they said it was totally fine. They were in a relationship already. And so he and I went on our first date and the rest was kind of history. So he really stuck with you. Yeah, he did. It was funny because I didn't really recognize him when he first, when he messaged me, but I recognized, he said something about the workout and he, I recognized the Hopkins that he had gone to Johns Hopkins and my, my brother yes. went there. And so I like remembered that and I was kind of like, huh, and like sent it to a friend who was our mutual friend. And uh, she was like, oh yeah, that's, that's him. And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, it's a no. And then I was like, wait, He's checking all the boxes though. I was like, oh, this is hard, you know? And I kind of like sat on it for a little bit, but um, yeah, yeah, he did. He stuck with me. Oh my gosh. And how did Rich propose to you? Oh, oh my gosh. So <laughs> Rich's last name is Carbone. His name's Rich Carbone, which I don't know if you know the Carbone restaurants. Yes, um, of course. Are a definite favorite of ours. <laughs> definite favorite of ours but he's not connected to the restaurants at all it's just like okay. luck of the draw um, <laughs> but funny enough my friend dates the actual mario carbone um and so we like i've always joked about like oh like we're brothers like we're you know we're gonna be sisters her and i and it's always been like a running joke and um rich but we had never actually gone to like Carbone together. And like maybe like a month, it was like September, 2022. He was like, oh, um, like on October 7th, we have a dinner at Carbone. My like colleagues coming in from London and like I told them I'd make a reservation. And so like Mario like helped get us a reservation and like we're eating. I was like, okay, great. Um, that same night though, a friend of mine had scheduled his birthday party. And so I was like, okay, well, like, go there and then we'll go to Rohan's birthday afterwards. And um, he was like, ah, yeah, like, okay. And so that week came and all week, like 
my friends were like, what are you wearing to Rohan's? And I was kind of like, no one ever cares about what I wear. And um, so I was sending these like party, like club outfits though, because like if the party was at a club and they didn't realize that I was going to plan to change between Carbone and going to this birthday. Um, That week I also was nails done like I had no idea I was getting my nails done because like one had been broken from the week before and I was gonna get lime green chrome and I had one friend who was like that is so ugly and no one ever says anything to me about anything and like I was like oh okay and so like I didn't get this color like it was just all these like weird things that happening that week and Rich was kind of heavily avoiding me and I thought he was gonna break up with me that was I like was same friend with the nails I was like had a breakdown I was like he's avoiding me like something's weird and um we get to Carbone walk in um I ended up wearing like this jumpsuit this green jumpsuit and my friend I like sent a selfie on our way there or something she was like wait what are you wearing and I was like this jumpsuit like who cares (laughs) you know I was so confused (laughs) um we get to Carbone go inside and they're like oh your table's not ready can you wait outside and I was like okay you know, I'm taking a picture of the Carbone sign and tagging Mario. Um, and Rich comes up. He's like, they're not coming. And I was like, that's rude. What do you mean? And I was like, this has been planned for a month. They're not coming. And he yes. was like, I brought you to Carbone to ask you to be Carbone forever. Oh. And I got down on one knee. And it was the biggest shock of my entire life. I was so surprised. I'm still so surprised. Oh my gosh. I have chills. I don't care how many engagement stories I hear. I, that's what I love about them so much because they're all so unique. And there's this element of just yeah. your excitement and enthrallment. And I love a genuine mm-hmm. surprise, even when it's not. I love it. But it just makes me so happy to just have you be so blindsided by this. Because there's so few surprises in life. Yeah. So it's really beautiful. Yeah. And I usually am like such a planner and I like thought, you know, I think so many women like think that they know how it's going to go and they, they want to plan it because they're nervous that it's not going to meet their expectations or they're just, they, they just don't know. And it can be a really daunting thing. And I never in my wildest dreams imagined it ever going like this and I wouldn't change it for the world. So like I said that to a lot of friends afterwards. I was like, just let him, you love him, trust him that he will do it perfectly. And it'll yeah. be perfect for you and both. You know what? Yeah. That's so true. And to your point, even if it's not perfect, it's such a good story. Like however it plays out, that's the way it's supposed to happen. Just let it be organic and yeah. don't take the reins. I love that advice. Rich, the cutie, is he involved in the planning? Is he hands-on or is he really letting you tackle everything? So it's been a bit of a like per item involvement, I would say. Okay. Like he and I were both very involved together on the venue. Very, okay. he's going to be very involved with the food. He's going to be very involved with the band. When it comes to florals, you know, he doesn't really. He's like, do we do we <laughs> even need them? Yeah. <laughs> um, and but then when it comes to like drinks, cocktails, yes, like so into it. Planning the ceremony, yes. So it's you know, there's there are certain things he feels, you know, that he would like to have a say in. <laughs> 
Yeah, totally. And that, that makes sense. And I feel like, you know, with every couple, it's nice that he is even giving a hand in things because a lot of times you see grooms, it's like, oh, whatever you want. And he's taking interest in the things that are interesting to him as you are to you, which is fabulous. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I don't want you to feel like you're divulging too much or spoiling too much, but can you tell us where and when you're getting married? Yes, I can. Um, So we are getting married at the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, And the date is September 2024. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that will be so fabulous. What made you guys choose Nashville? We had a really hard time, honestly, picking a venue and going somewhere that felt really right for both of us and our families. We explored a lot through the tri-state area. I'm from New Jersey. Rich is from New York City, born and raised. And as I'm sure your listeners and you know, the tri-state area is a very wedding-heavy area. And there are so many venues. There's so many amazing places to get married. And also, just when it comes to you know, finding somewhere that feels really different and unique and special and important to you, it can be kind of hard because we've been to so many weddings in this area. Um, And we really wanted to do something that delivered people something different. We've been to so many weddings um, and also offered like a full weekend experience for our people. Um, Rich is two years older than me. So he, uh, like most of his friends are all married. Um, and then I'm pretty much like in the midst of my friends, but like kind of towards the tail end. Um, and so we wanted something like that was adult and like fun and party and like really got people away and out of their norm. Um, but also somewhere that meant something to us. And so we ended up going down to Nashville. It was actually Rich had said it right when we got engaged. And I was like, we'll find somewhere up here. Like, I'm not worried. And Rich was like, Nashville, Nashville, Nashville. Um, interestingly, at first we were looking at a lot of um, like farms and barns. And it was funny because I, I was so, like I said, surprised when we got engaged. I had always wanted to get married at the New York Public Library. Um, oh, so and beautiful. New York logistically just for us was so, it was hard. Like, it's just hard to get people around. It's expensive. It's just, it would have been like, it just would have been hard. Um, And so our parents had kind of like nixed that. Um, And so I didn't really know what I wanted or envisioned. Like it's, you're kind of just given this thing that you're like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Um, And to plan a whole day in a vision, that feels weird to me. So Rich kind of took the reins and was like, well, I want something that is a like, isn't a venue. Like I want a place that's like, not like where weddings happen, like a wedding factory. Um, and so we were looking at a lot of barns, farms, places like that, very rustic. Um, we weren't really finding anything up here in the weather, you know, we were kind of iffy about. And so we, he was like, let's just go down to Nashville and look at these farms. Fine. We go down to Nashville and one of my girlfriends, um, picks us up and to take us to go look at venues. And she was like, Allie, I don't know if anyone or why no one has told you this, but you're not a farm girl. <laughs> Stop looking at farms. And I was like, oh, okay. Like no one had said to me, like, you, like, like I don't know why. Like, it was like, I mean, people were like, really? Like, okay, like a farm. And I was like, yeah, I'm a rustic <laughs> girl, camp. And City girl just going down she, to the farm. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. She was like, I don't know why no one said this to you, but 
we're not going to farms today. And she took us right to the Hall of Fame. She showed me a wedding that had just happened there. And I was obsessed with the wedding. I was obsessed with the planner. I was obsessed with everything happening there. Rich and I walked in and it was like immediate. We both were like, because we had been so stressed and so anxious and we're like, we're never going to find anything. And like our budget, like it was just all of this stuff. Our parents, like we felt we had to rush to get a date down. And we like walked in and we were like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. Like it was so immediate and fast and perfect. And so I always say that to people. I'm like, it's not one of those like, you know, you know, but like once you've seen enough, you're just kind of like, it's like, this will do perfect a little, you know? Yes. So many things of what you said. Like I'm, I'm from New Jersey as well. So it's in the Northeast. Uh If, if anyone is not from there, you know, as you said, a lot of it feels kind of like wedding factory and there's no knock to that. I had my wedding. A lot of people would call a wedding factory. I used to work at them. I, I love them. They're, they're amazing for what they are. But when you start to get to a certain point and you, you feel like, okay, well, we've kind of done that and you want to give someone a different kind of experience. I love that you're doing domestic destination because it's, it's so easy to get to Nashville from New York. It's like what, not even three hours. It's so Yeah. It would have taken longer for people to drive to the Hudson Valley. I bet. I bet. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just so fun there. So you're doing kind of a wedding weekend in Nashville? Yes, we are. We're doing a fun wedding weekend. Um, You know, my dad keeps being like, I am going to have to, this is a marathon. It is not a sprint. Like he, because he has fun in Nashville. (laughs) My dad was like the most on board. He was like, this is going to be the best weekend ever. It's the best wedding next to mine. Because he really wanted us to just like recreate his wedding to my mom. Um. That was the it's cutest so thing funny. ever. Like, I think too, wedding planning. <laughs> it was so cute. But I think what's so interesting too with wedding planning is that like your parents sometimes like come out of the woodwork of like caring. Like my parents, like they always care, but like, you're like, I kind of really thought they'd be so chill and they just had so many thoughts and like opinions and things that they wanted. And I was kind of like, huh. Totally. It's so funny that you say that because- I hear so many people have that similar experience. And my dad, he is like, you're Italian, I'm guessing, by your last name. Yeah. Are you Italian? Okay. So yeah. my dad is like this very like old school Italian quiet man. He, it's like, well, yeah, whatever you want, baby. And then when it was time for my wedding, he's like, okay, this person needs to be invited. And this person, he's like going through all these things. I'm like, dad, is that you? Like, Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's, weird. It's like, well, and then it's like opinions. It's like, I need to be there for the tasting. Need. That is the so funny. Tower, the seafood tower. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. this is going to be an event. So what is, what, what would you say is like the aesthetic of the wedding itself? Mm, yeah. It's funny. So I, like I said, I got engaged October, 2022. So I've been engaged for over a year and. Okay. There's so many good and bad things that happen with that. You know, you like change things around a lot. And so at first I was like going all white. And then I was like, no, I need a little pop of color. So I added some like blue. And now like I'm just super whimsical, like very light feminine. It's black tie and elegant, but still like Nashville, Southern, 
homey, sweet. Um, and I'm really, really excited about it. I love color. I couldn't have not done color. I'm a redhead. I need a uh, color. Well, I was going to say, you are living my dream. And like, I think you are just one of the most stunning people. I love looking at you. Are you a natural redhead? I am a natural redhead. Ellie, that is so rude. <laughs> well, I saw some article the other day that was like, how to get the hair color of the year red. And I was like, what is the Got it, color bitches. of the year? Like, have it. I was like, wait, I'm going to go out of style It will never go out of style. It's so beautiful. I am just obsessed. And I feel like because of your coloring, you, you're right. Like you have to kind of go out with all of the colors and like bring in the pinks and the blues and you'll just, you'll wear it so well. I'm so excited to see. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited. I am too. So, um, Something that I wanted to ask you about is just because of the nature of your job. So if anyone doesn't know, you're basically a a pop culture correspondent and you've interviewed and interacted with some of like the biggest names in, in pop culture and celebrity. And when news breaks, you're on like, that's it. You have to be in the know and you're always the first person I find out from. So given the nature of your job and also, you know, planning a wedding, having a social life, are you having any kind of trouble balancing time management? Has that been an issue for you at all? So it's interesting. That's a great question. Um, I think that time management has probably always been one of my biggest struggles in life. Um, and just like trying to figure out ways to be productive. Cause sometimes I'm the kind of person that like, if I have so much on my to-do list, I will like sit, turn on like Gilmore girls and do nothing all day to just avoid. I will avoid. I would be like, (laughs) I don't have anything. I don't know. I don't know what to start with. So I'm just not going to do it at all. Um, but at the same time, I'm like such a type a, like control freak that when it comes to the wedding, anything that needs to be done, I just do it right away. So I don't Mm -hmm. like sit on it at all. So I've been very good about that. Like, and I have honestly the most wonderful planners, that wedding that I fell in love with in Nashville at the hall of fame, hire Can you shout out your planner? Fet Nashville. Yes. Fet Nashville, Sarah Freed, obsessed with her. She's the absolute best. Follow her Instagram. Fet Nashville, they are amazing. And um, they just do it honestly all. So really, and that's what I needed. Like when I hired a planner, I knew like as a New Yorker, they work with like so many people who have just busy lives that they take it on and they're, it's just like answering a quick email. Like, what do you think about this? Plus like since it's destination, we save a lot of stuff to be done when we go down there. Right. So I don't really have to do much from up here, really. Yeah. Which is yeah, nice. Absolutely. Um, and we've had just so much time. So things have been able to be like timed out. I mean, there is definitely stuff on my list. Like I'm like, oh, we have to make dance lessons or we have to, you know, planning our honeymoon has been, I put that on Rich because um, I'm <laughs> like, I've got too much going on. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's interesting with the news aspect of things um 
Rich and I's New Year's resolutions this year was to prioritize ourselves and our relationship and each other instead of saying like, yes, and making so many plans with so many people all the time. And that's helped with the time management of getting things done. So I'm not like out every night and overextending, like I'm rested. And so I'm able to wake up in the morning and be like, okay, we're going to film one video and then I'm going to answer emails and then I'm going to record a storytellers and then, you know, I'm able to really like balance it out. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, it's so important. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like having a great wedding planner is definitely helpful in this. And I think a lot of people try to tackle it themselves, which is, I will say this, it can be done. It's not that it's impossible. It's just going to make things a lot more difficult if you want to take it on yourself because you don't know what you don't know, right? Like most people, it's their first time planning a wedding. So to have the expertise Mm -hmm. of someone like that is, that is so huge. And I love that you guys are just kind of making time for each other, like making it almost a date night of planning or a date period. Yeah, exactly. And like that actually, I mean, you bring me to a fun thing that I've been working on that has been taking up a lot of my time. I'm in the process of building a collective for brides. Um, it's I'm not going to give it too much yet because it's going to be launched. Um fully in April. So stay tuned for like brides, April 18th, mark your calendars. Um, We're going to have a really wonderful event for the bridal community um, where pretty much this company um, is going to make wedding planning fun. That's the goal. we are going to my like goal is to I say I don't want a bride to cry again I don't want I want happy tears only and I want brides to feel like they can talk about anything that they have a realistic understanding of like what their day is going to be who they're marrying, what things are really about. Um, I want them to find support with each other. I want them to have access to vendors that maybe they might not be able to afford, but they can have a 30-minute Q&A with, you know, Mindy Weiss and chat with her and hear her thoughts on, like, how to, you know, plan the perfect day and, you know, go on with it. So I think that um, I'm really excited about this. It's going to be panels, it's going to be events, it's going to be workouts, it's going to be um, something I'm going to call couples therapy, which is, you know, something that has absolutely nothing to do with wedding planning. It's just for you and your groom, your bride, whatever, to get together and have like a night of fun and just work on your relationship, which is what weddings are all about. It's about you too. And so just bringing it all back to everything that matters, but trying to make wedding planning fun and connect brides with each other and vendors. And I'm really excited about it. Allie, I am so excited about that. That is, that is so huge. That's going to be an incredible game changer because seriously, one of the biggest complaints that I hear from most brides is how stressful the process is and how draining it is and how much they're looking forward for it to be over. A lot of people are just like, I just want it to be here. I just, I'm excited for the wedding, but I just want it to be done with. And 
it should be something to be celebrated because guess what? We're planning a party to celebrate like one of the biggest moments of your life. We have to look at it from this perspective of how can we make this enjoyable? So I, for one, will be marking April 18th on my calendar because that is huge news. I am so, so happy for you and excited for you. That's really incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we're told that this is supposed to be like the happiest time of our lives and you're, you know, showered with all this love, but it can feel really overwhelming. It can feel really lonely and you feel like you're supposed to be so happy and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so we're going to try to take the stress out of that. And I'm really excited. So hopefully, yes, mark your calendars. Follow me on Instagram at Ali Stegnita. And you guys can uh, stay tuned for all that's to come. I'm really excited about it. Yes, I'll have everywhere links where people can find you. So that just kind of makes me think, you know, there was was an impetus for this, right? I'm sure lots of your friends and family members have gotten married. I'm sure you've heard this a lot of the stress, but... What, what was it for you that did it? Cause I know you have a great wedding planner and that certainly helps, but I think there is still an element of there's one thing that kind of sets it off. Was there anything for you that was a little stressful or difficult through the process? I really think it goes back to like the second after I got engaged, uh, we you know, got engaged at Carbone. We went into Carbone and in the back room, Rich had rented it out for my family and his family. And so we all were there together eating dinner and granted nobody, we're both the firstborn. Um, so no one here has done a wedding before. No one's planned a wedding before. They're really excited. They've known about it for months. My Rich asked my parents that August. And so they've been sitting on it. Um, and my dad just like immediately pulled me aside and was like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. This, 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 this budget, this, this, where are you thinking? This is what I'm like. And it was a lot of that. And it it wasn't just from him and I don't blame him. He was excited. It wasn't like a, but he was telling me a little bit about what I could and couldn't do. And that's what I was getting from a lot of people. And there wasn't much of like, what do I want to do? And I got very lost in it for a few weeks and that's kind of what happened and you know our parents we love our parents so much we're so close with them they came to a bunch of site visits with us and again I just got so clouded and that's why really when we went to Nashville and and I just I kept crying I cried so much in my first month of getting engaged and I didn't know why I was like is this a sign that something is wrong and it wasn't until one it was like She's a friend of mine. We were at like a Halloween party and she was getting married that December. And she was like, I fought more with my, you know, fiance in the past year than I had in our entire relationship. And she was like, and no one talks about it. And so that was kind of like, I remember being like, why does no one talk about this? Yeah. And yeah. and it's funny because a lot of my friends who are becoming moms are saying that too. Yes. And there's just a lot of like this disconnect of like, why? does no one talk about this like and and give realistic you know standards of like what this time period is what you should expect and then in addition to like those feelings and emotions when it came to budget we were not prepared like I was kind of prepared because I knew how expensive things are but like my family my parents were like what and now Uh, they're like so on it like they're telling all their friends they're like oh yeah like this is what this costs but in the beginning they didn't believe me like that was a big fight I was like this isn't gonna work and they were like 
it has to. And then they would go places and, and they were like, holy shit. Like, and that was a big thing. And so it was all this unknown that was like, it shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't. You know? It shouldn't. And you're right. It's it's so stigmatized. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. couples, when they're feeling that stressed and they're they're feeling kind of in this spiral, they're like, I should be happy. This is supposed to be the most exciting time of my life. I they almost feel guilty about feeling stressed. But everyone's situation is different. And I don't think people should have to feel guilty about that. So opening up a space for people to be able to share their experiences with friends. Maybe some people are the first among their friends getting married and they don't really have anything to compare it to. So I think the collective is going to be a huge game changer in that regard as well. Thank you. Well, and two, like, you know, I realize it's a luxury to hire a planner. Like not everyone can hire a planner. And I definitely didn't have a planner at that point in my engagement story and honestly, if I didn't have one since, again, like I, I am sure that more things would have come up that I still would have been even sometimes about commun- how to communicate with your planner, how to ask for what you want. Some people don't know how to ask for what they want. And yes, th- there's just so much. There's so much that we can do here. Uh, from your mouth to God's ears. Absolutely. So... <laughs> So diverting from stress a little bit, let's go to a happier note on wedding planning. So you have a video on your Instagram that I just, it melted my heart. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. It was you asking your brother to be your man of honor, which if anyone hasn't seen it, can you just tell this story? It is the sweetest thing ever. Yes. Um, so I have a little brother and Rich has a little sister, um, both the same age. And so when we were thinking about our wedding parties, um, Rich, Rich was like, okay, Matt's going to be my, my best man. And Lindsay will be your, your maid of honor. And I kind of was like, it just, that just doesn't make sense. Like, first of all, Rich has wonderful, wonderful guy friends that he could choose as his best man. You know, I have, similarly great girlfriends that I could choose as mine. And I was like, I'm Jewish. And in Jewish tradition, you stand under the chuppah with your family anyway. Nobody really stands. And so Matt would have been on my side. Lindsay would have been on his side. And why, like, why mess with it? Like there are best man and woman. And so um, we... So for Matt, um, I, let's see, I wanted to make it really like dramatic. I want to make a full proposal for him um, and really shock him because he has just the best reactions. And annoyingly, the audio actually got cut from that video. So I had to just put a song on it, but it used, you had like his whole reaction stuff, like the video or the audio got removed from Instagram. So it took his reactions with it, but you can still tell. Um, it's so cute. So I surprised him. He didn't know we were going to be home. Um, we were at my parents' house. He didn't know we were going to be there. Came in and I had like um, balloons that said, will you be my man of honor? Um, or it said like MOH. And I got him a pair of cowboy boots that I had embroidered with his name or like um, pressed with his initials on them, uh, a pair of Tacovas. And then I got him little cufflinks that maybe were like cowboy boots. Maybe they were cowboy boots. Also, I got cowboy boot cufflinks. Um, 
And then I got in tickets. I got us all tickets to John Mayer. So, um, and we did the same for Rich's sister. Um, and John Mayer is my brother's favorite. We were supposed to go a few years ago and never got to go. So we never got to see him. Um, and so then, yeah, he, I hid behind the, like in the back and he walked in the door and I let my dog out. Um, and he went and Matt was like, why is Jenks here? And then, um, he saw everything and he like, didn't know he, he, his girlfriend was in on it. So she was kind of trying to like tell him and he was like, can there be men of honor? Like he was so confused and it was so cute. It was a really, really special time. And he takes his duties very seriously. I was going to ask, how is he handling the whole thing? He, he's, so he hasn't had to do much yet, but he's asks, he, he's like, what do you need from me? And I'm like, nothing right now. And, and he's like, well, let me know. You know, he's like, I want to <laughs> help. And I was like, okay, I'll let you know. You know, he's, he's good. Rich has his bachelor party in a few weeks and Matt goes on that. So that'll be Bye. fun. <laughs> so what are you guys doing for bachelor bachelorette parties? I'm excited. Um, so Rich is going to Las Vegas over um, like St. Patrick's weekend. Fun. And then I'm actually also going to Las Vegas in May, end of May. So fun. Effing love Vegas. And I feel like yeah. it doesn't get done enough for being a bachelorette, bachelor destination. Like none of our friends have done it. Yeah. People no are neglecting Vegas. So and do I'll do it. Yeah. You will make the sacrifice. <laughs> I love it. So I'll do it. Oh, absolutely. So you are having your brother as your man of honor, which not only is it really sweet and sentimental, but it also goes into something that I love, which is kind of breaking the mold on the norm of wedding traditions. So is there anything else that you're doing or not doing that's veering from a traditional, quote unquote, traditional wedding? Yeah. So like I said before, I'm Jewish. Rich comes from a Greek Orthodox um, and like Italian Catholic family. Um, and so we're having a really great like mixed ceremony where we're doing some Greek Orthodox traditions, like uh, the exchanging of these like pretty crowns. Um, but then we're also going to be doing some great Jewish traditions as well. Of course, we're getting, like I said, we're getting married under the chuppah and we are, um, he'll break the glass and do things like that. So I'm very excited to kind of like mix the families, uh, in that way. And, uh, we're having a friend marry us, which is very special. And I, and I can't wait for his, uh, him to officiate that, the wedding. Um, let's see anything else that we're kind of doing. We're going to get married at city hall in New York city first. Are you? We want New the state of New York on our marriage license. That was a that was one of Rich's conditions. He's like, it has to be New York, no matter what. So That's we're not really making cute. our our officiant get ordained. We want New York. <laughs> and you know what? He probably appreciates that. It's like one less thing that your officiant has to do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, Allie, as I mentioned, you are like a woman crush of mine. You are. So gorgeous, but you also have a lot of experience with red carpets. So in a lot of ways, weddings are similar to red carpets. You know, we've got the spotlight on us. We've got some flash photography. Do you have any tips for our brides on how to really make the best of their beauty so that 
when they are in the spotlight, they're feeling like a celebrity? Mm, Oh, I love that question. Well, I think that a lot of it comes down to honestly, like what's between here, like nothing having to do with this. Like it's totally your mindset. Um, Yeah. Interestingly, and I always use this, um, I think that a lot of time, you know, sometimes when something's black tie or cocktail or formal and you're like, I don't know what the dress code is. And if you show up and you feel like a little underdressed or if you feel overdressed or, you know, you just, you're not sure um, where you fit in. I had heard this from um, Mariah Carey's hairstylist told me this and I was working in LA um, and I went to an event and I was like so overdressed and I was embarrassed. And she was like, Mariah always says, nobody knows where you are going or where you are coming from. So you should just wear your outfit that you want to wear. And I always like think about that because I'm like, okay, no one knows like where I'm going, where I'm coming from. I just like, if I like it, I'm going to wear it. Um, And so I think about that a lot. That is really good advice. And it is true. Like if you feel good in what you, in your hair and your makeup and all that and your dress, like you will be happier. You really will. And I think that there's really something to be said too about like standing up straight. I'm really working on that right now, um, especially like ahead of my (laughs) wedding, but like standing up straight, sitting up straight, like that will always make you feel better, like immediate confidence you know, emanating from you and like kind of fake it till you make it a little bit. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. If you can't feel (laughs) confident on your wedding day, like when are you gonna just practice feeling confident and like you said, fake it till you make it. Yes. And also too, I will say, like we said a little bit before, don't be afraid to speak up. Like if you don't like your hair or makeup or what they're doing, like say something, you're paying them, say something. Absolutely. A thousand percent. So many people are afraid to like hurt a feeling. That's not the day. It's not the day to be scared. You have to stand up Mm -hmm. for yourself because you will look back and be miserable. You'll feel miserable on the day too. If you don't love the way that you look and feel. So Mm -hmm. Allie, I want to pivot into like a fun little game. So On top of, of course, you know, being a correspondent to all of us, you have Storytellers, your show. And if anyone doesn't know what Storytellers is, can you just explain that to them? Sure. Um, So Storytellers was something I started after I left my news job at Hollywood Life. I wanted to tell people's, I, I wanted to be a vessel for people to tell their stories in a way that had no agenda. It wasn't attached to an outlet. It was just somewhere that a safe space for them. Um, I think that that was my favorite. That is my favorite part of interviewing and talking on red carpets and things like that was just really getting to know somebody and letting them speak about what they were passionate about because that's when they really lit up and that's really when they opened up. And so I wanted a space for people to do that. And so I started Storytellers, which is you know, everybody has a story to tell, um, whether you are Holly Madison, who I just interviewed, or I am um, interviewing a heart attack survivor that's being honored by the American Heart Association um, for Heart Month, which is February. So there's so much there that that can be done. and, And I'm excited and people really seem to like it. 
I, for one, love it. Your episode with Holly Madison was really great. And I think, you know, listen to all of them but and watch. But I think if anyone is looking for a place to start, that is such a good one. Um, but I love yeah. that aspect of just really diving a little bit deeper into a su subject or a topic or a person that you really like or maybe you're a little bit more curious about like having them open up it really kind of breaks this this wall that feels almost unattainable and you feel like you get to know yeah. a person and you can learn a lot about not only them but yourself from their experience so that does kind of bring me into my segue of just because you know a lot of not all of what you do you know with storytellers but a lot of what you do in your career does have to do with pop culture. So I wanted to get your take on some pop culture wedding items. Would you be open to that? Of course. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So we are currently in my second favorite season. My first favorite season, of course, is wedding season. But my second favorite season is award season because we're getting just all the fashion and all the goodies and it's giving us a lot of inspo. So my first question for you is, do you think that there are any red carpet trends that you're seeing right now that are going to spill over into either bridal or guest attire, bridesmaids, whatever? Definitely. I think that we are seeing so many bows on so many dresses, and we know that bows are going to be a big bridal trend this year. Um, I specifically loved Elle Fanning's dress at the Golden Globe, she wore this white gown, big bow, and it was my favorite look of the night. Like nobody could tell me differently. It was so beautiful. And I just think we're going to be seeing a lot of that. I think we're gonna see detachable bows and feathers and things like that. I think we're seeing a lot of that. Um, and I think it's going to translate also into decor, like not just on dresses. Mm -hmm. um, I also think people like you remember a few years ago there was like the, it was the nude trend and I think that we are still seeing a lot of that but I'm not seeing it as much on red carpets I'm seeing a lot of like structure that isn't so curve hugging it's like out uh -huh. um and like up and so I'm gonna be interested to see how that starts to play I would see it probably more in guest wardrobe like um Ao Edaberry wore this great Louis Vuitton leather strapless dress to the Emmys and it like came out at her hips and went down like a totem pole and I Ugh. feel like that like a column and it was like so beautiful I feel like we'll see that and maybe that style for more like rehearsal looks or like after party second looks yeah, I love that. Like get, I know that people a lot of times want to be that traditional bride, but as you said, there's so many other events around that you can play with your look and have some more fun with, you know, be a little more structural with, mm -hmm. you don't have to be sexy for every event. You can really be more high fashion, which is so fun. Yeah. So fun. And plus too, you know, I guess we have to mention Margot Robbie. She's like a fashion queen. And I do think last year we saw a lot of the Barbie inspo, but I do think it's going to continue into this year. Like Love Shack Fancy, Barbie, bows, like it all kind of fits into that like feminine vibe. Yeah. It's just so fun to be girly and, you know, Barbie really brought yeah. that out for all of us. So I am grateful. I know a lot of people have 
strong opinions on Barbie, but I loved it. So I am very guilty of focusing a lot on our brides and the ladies when it comes to weddings, but especially because it is awards season, we're seeing a lot of men looking really stunning on the red carpet as well. Are there any men that you are finding to be a great muse for our grooms or groomsmen, dads, whomever? Mm-hmm. Jeremy Allen White is the perfect groom, groomsman, dad, like the tailoring, tailoring, tailor your suits and boxes. Don't yes. just buy them in your size. Go get them tailored. Yes. It is, that is everything. And that can take a tux from like looking sloppy to looking amazing. And Jeremy Allen White has looked amazing on every single carpet. I'm sure that most women wish that he wore less clothes, but I think he's <laughs> very handsome. His tuxes are elegant, tasteful. You don't need anything more than that. Just a nice tux. Totally. Totally. You know what? It's so funny. I used to watch Shameless and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, there he is. And I don't know. I don't know if it's just the media's influence on me, but God, after that Calvin Klein campaign, I'm like, I'm a married woman, but I'm still, I'm still thinking about that. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. All of us. Looking pretty darn good. <laughs> so, okay. Next question I have for you is, what is a wedding moment or a wedding itself in pop culture that really just resonated with you? Do you have any favorites? You know, I'm sure everybody refers to Sophia Ritchie because her wedding was just so beautiful. But something that really stands out to me from her wedding that I really want to embody, I would say, was from her, the reception, like after party when Good Charlotte was performing. So her brother-in-law and she was just on stage with her like family and her husband and they're jumping up and down and singing and like pointing at their friends. And that like stays with me because I'm like, okay, she just had like the craziest wedding yet. She is doing exactly what I hope to be doing. And like, letting myself be like, if Sophia Richie can do it, I can do it. You know what I mean? Like chilling out and just having fun. And I really think about that a lot. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And you can, it just shows you can have the best of everything. You can be that classy, elegant, traditional bride, and you can still dance your ass off and have a great time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so that's what I just... Sophia Richie's wedding and all of its elements were absolutely beautiful, but at the same time, like she made it beautiful because she was such a wonderful bride and like let herself have fun, which I just think is like the best. <laughs> totally, totally, hundred percent agree with you. How about brides, Allie? And it doesn't have to be from recent history; it can really be whenever. But is there a bride that has just always been the epitome of like? beauty and bridal elegance to you? Well, I always think about Grace of Monaco. I think that mm-hmm. that, you know, wedding always, always stands out. Um, yes. Princess Diana, you know, you think about beautiful. Kate Middleton, you think about is so gorgeous. And Meghan Markle, like mm-hmm. those big televised weddings that we all sat and watched. I think that like, 
I really do think about and I'm like, wow, like those were stunning. Um, in like recent history, oh, I mean, Priyanka Chopra's wedding was beyond. I think about so that beautiful. one quite often. Oh, um, that's a good so one. So stunning. Do you have any predictions for a 2024 engagement? Any celeb engagements that you think? Because, you know, mm. average people, we have our feelings, but you're an expert. So I want to hear your opinion. Yes. Okay. Wait, there was one that I was like, oh, they're totally going to get engaged this year. Like they have to, or she's going to be really upset. And I'm trying to remember who it was. It was like at the top of the year. I was like, I can't believe they're not engaged yet. Um, why can't I think of this? Okay. Well, I'll keep thinking on that. But in the yes. meantime, I mean, I think we're all hoping for a Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey engagement. I was talking about it today. I was on a photo shoot uh, with some brides and they were like, I like, I want it so bad. And I was like, I know, but like, I don't know. We were going back and forth. Like, do you think we're going to know if and when they get engaged? Are they going to keep it really private? But they've kept so much out in the open that I think that they're just like, we're going to let our love, you know, go and you guys can take it or leave it type thing. And totally. I don't know. It's so funny. I was talking with I, my I, husband this yeah. morning about, you know, Travis and Taylor and, he was reading me a tweet from like this gross man who was like, oh, like women who like oh. Taylor Swift are blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Anyone who is so emotionally invested in this is ridiculous. Like go outside, go with your family, go with your friends. But like here I am so emotionally invested in them. I just I know. want them to get engaged. I know. They're I so know. cute. They really are. They're so cute. They seem so happy. And honestly, I, yeah, I, I just like, I can't imagine them not being together. You know, I guess that's what I say. Um, I also am very excited and interested in what they will do in 2024 is Shannon Tatum and Zoe Kravitz. That's a wedding oh. I'm looking forward to. Yes. What I am just praying mm -hmm. we get content from that because I feel like there was so minimal engagement content and I'm like, I want more. Like, these are the two hottest people ever. I am obsessed. Give me all of it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know. I know. I love them. And Millie Bobby Brown and Jesse, uh, not Jesse Bon Jovi, um, whatever. Yes. Bon Jovi. That would be another one um, for this year. That, that's going to be getting married. Olivia Colbum, Christian McCaffrey, I'm really excited for. There's a wait. lot coming. Um, a lot coming. I'm so mad at myself. I can't remember who I was like, they have to get engaged. I mean, I was wondering about Kelsey Ballerini and Chase Stokes. Yeah, that would be so cute. They're really sweet too. They're yeah. so cute. Mm -hmm. Well, if it comes to you, yeah. you know, just blurt it out. I but a comment. <laughs> So, Allie, every episode, we have a little premarital counseling session. So one of our listeners writes in with a quandary or question, and we try to help them through it. So would you want to help me with that today? Please. I would love to. I was doing Amazing. this before okay. with one of my girlfriends right before we jumped on. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. So we do change names just for anonymity purposes. So this one is going to be from Taylor. <laughs> okay. So um, Taylor says, I need help slash advice. My soon-to-be mother-in-law's BFF, Kathy, 
is very close with my fiance's family. We'll call the fiance Travis. <laughs> um, she has always treated Travis like a nephew and is very kind to us. My future in-laws threw us a surprise engagement party and invited about 75 friends slash family members, more people than I had planned on inviting to the wedding. Kathy gave us a very generous gift, and in the card she wrote, can't wait to watch you two get married, along with other sweet sentiments and messages. The problem is I have always wanted a very intimate wedding. It's something that Travis and I had agreed to, and while I love Kathy, she didn't make the cut. I feel so awkward that I almost just want to include her at this point, even though I know doing so will cause a spiral of other guests that, quote unquote, need to be included. Any advice? Thanks. This just kills me. This breaks my heart for everyone involved. (laughs) What what are your initial thoughts on that? Because I have some thoughts, but I want to hear what you have to say. I guess I'm curious on the conversations that happen prior to the shower because, you know, I'm wondering if the in-laws invited her and all of these people that weren't included in the wedding with the knowledge that they weren't going to be included in the wedding. Right. Um like if that was a conversation prior and what I would do is just like have a conversation, I think with your in-laws, not with Kathy. I would say, listen, this is what we want. Um, and I'm so appreciative for you throwing me such a wonderful engagement party. Um, but like at the end of the day, this is what we want slash whether it's what you can afford, whether whatever, this is what we want at the end of the day. And so I think that that, is your biggest selling point with anything with your wedding. This is what we want. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And it's so hard to have those conversations, especially with someone who's so supportive of you. And, you know, I can so relate to that feeling of like, oh my God, should I just give into it and do it to avoid the awkwardness? But no, you really shouldn't. Because if it sounds like Taylor has had a vision for her wedding for a long time. She said she's always wanted an intimate wedding. So I have to think that there's other things that she wants. And when you start adding in all these people, then as you said, you know, budget comes out and you might not be able to include all the things that you originally wanted. So yeah, I, as hard as it is and as scary as it is, I think you're right. I think, you know, you just go to your in-laws who obviously seem like great people who love you. They threw you this party. Yeah. Just say, this is what we're looking for. Like, and by the way, so many people do engagement parties for this reason to include the people that maybe yes. won't be at the wedding. Yes, yes. So, and honestly, it's not Taylor's fault or the in laws' fault that Kathy assumed that she was invited. No one should ever assume that they're invited to your wedding. No, and that puts it puts you in a difficult position, but like, it's not your fault. Totally. Totally. It's not. And I, I won't lie to you, Taylor. It is going to be a little awkward, but you will feel better once it's done. It always seems so much worse than it actually is. And I'm sure this woman who loves and supports you will be loving and supportive because it's what you want. So, you know, think best case scenario. Exactly. I hope we're not being overly optimistic. I know. I don't think, you know, for Taylor, like, I don't think she has to say anything to Kathy, actually. Like, I think it's up to her in-laws, honestly. And then 
if Kathy should reach out, then there's a conversation to be had. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I think it does have to come from the in-laws. Like, they're very close, obviously. So, I yeah, Yeah. you will be able to get through it. But just, like, handle it with care and kindness because everyone, when it comes to weddings, everyone has expectations and, you know, feelings get hurt really easily. But just you seem so sweet and, like, it's taking a toll on you. I'm sure you'll handle this really well, but you do have to have the conversation, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Taylor. We're with you, girlfriend. All right. So, Allie, (laughs) before I let you go, we'll end on on a fun note and a high note. So every episode we do an after party. They're just some fun questions. I added a couple in for you because you are a bride-to-be. But are you ready? Yes. Okay. Amazing. So question number one, what was the first thing you did after you got engaged? I ate spicy rigatoni from Carbone. Love that. Love it. That's goals. Okay. What is the first thing you'll do after your wedding is over? Ride a mechanical bull. Obsessed. Obsessed. Okay. Um, If you could invite any guests to your wedding, dead or alive, who would it be? So hard. (laughs) I mean, like sentimentally, my grandpa. I love that. That's a perfect answer. Yeah, but then like celebrity, I feel like I gotta say like the Kardashian family, like the whole family. Oh, I love. Or I Taylor love. Swift. I don't know. But you one. can't have them both, Allie. They'll be at odds. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll cause some drama. A little bit, a little bit of drama. <laughs> okay, so what is a recommended honeymoon destination? So it can be yours. It doesn't have to be. It could be somewhere you love, somewhere you'd love to go. One of my girlfriends who is a travel agent told me that her dream honeymoon, if she had no expenses, so that's the one I'm going to say, is um, New Zealand. Ooh. And going, like flying into Auckland, going up and coming all the way back down. Heck yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. Okay. What is your dream wedding cake flavor? Mm. I'm like a vanilla girly. Like I like like vanilla with like the vanilla cream filling. <laughs> Very, yeah. Or like a strawberry cream, like strawberry shortcake. Like that, that sounds really good too. Yeah. Sometimes simple is best. It yeah. Is. What yeah. song is going to get you on the dance floor at a wedding? Mm. Oh my gosh. I love when a band can play like Beyonce and like sing Beyonce. I think it's so cool. So if they're doing like a good, um, like a good Beyonce song, like whether it's like crazy right now or like EXO, like something that I can like sing and dance along to, I love that. Or some good like Motown oldies. Oh, oh, I'm with you there. That's, that's so my vibe. Last question I have for you is what is one piece of advice that you could give to any couple planning a wedding? I think that just to always remember at the end of the day to go back to the two of you and remember that it's about you both. It's about getting married and spending the rest of your lives together and to make all of your decisions based on like that promise rather than what you think other people are going to want or enjoy or what other people are telling you to do. 
just to really hone in on your relationship and what you love about each other and what you want to represent you. That's beautiful. And it's so important. It's it's hard to keep it, but like try to keep Allie's advice in the forefront because it really is. It's It's very, very important. Girlfriend, this was so fun. I'm so happy you agreed to do this. And I have everywhere that people can find you linked below. But is there anything else that you want to plug or add before we go? Uh, just stay tuned. There's so much fun stuff coming, especially for you brides-to-be. I got you. We're going to take care of you. We're going to get through this together. So April 18th, mark your calendars and make sure you guys stay tuned to my social so you can get all of the details because it's going to be amazing. Yay. Oh, so excited for you. Allie, thank you so much again. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for what you do for the bridal community, because it's so important to have these voices here and to just keep, keep talking about it. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. Please like, review, rate, subscribe, follow whatever the things are. It's really, really helpful. If you do support us, there's something in it for you too. You'll have the opportunity to win a free prenup bridal prep planner. We give one away every month. I have the directions on how to do that below, so make sure you check that out. Thank you again for listening. Happy planning. See you next Wednesday.